0: Listening to a tip of the cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code tip of the cap, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great, feel great, play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I am Coach Jaws and I am joined today by a young man who probably has as many accolades as I have had nicknames in my life. Uh, Hilbert's Male Athlete of the Year. At least two different organizations named him an All-American, uh, All-Tournament, All-Conference, all kinds of accolades. I am sitting here with Thomas Evans. By sitting here, we're in a Zoom room, so I do apologize if there's some you know, uh, internet stuff, but that happens. It's the nature of the beast. So, uh, Thomas, thanks for joining me, man.
1: Hey, uh, thank you for having me. It's uh, honestly, uh, it's kind of cool being here. Uh, we talked a little before we, you know, started recording, but I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk with you. You know, we played against each other, you being the coach, I'm being the player, many different times, many different games. So it's kind of cool being here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's <clears throat> it's always fun when a guy and we 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 did talk about this a little bit before we jumped on, uh, 2018, your junior year you were at orchard park i was coaching at lancaster mm-hmm. uh, i believe you were playing first at the time and i was right. coaching first we stood next to each other for at least six games those three years yeah right and aside from a, a sparing conversation or you know me cracking one quick joke here or there uh and then you know the last couple of years you'd be in and around facilities i'm you know doing lessons training in facilities we never really had a conversation you the, the two of us and mm-hmm. You know, your the last two years you've been at Hilbert. I was, you know, with coaching with Madai and you know trying to help turn that program around before, you know, it, inevitably it, the whole school tanked. But that's another story for another time. And <laughs> again, it just we've we've never had a conversation prior to five minutes ago when we jumped on the Zoom call, man. And right. the, uh, I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, when you reached out and said like, Hey, man, I want to. I want to jump on and talk. So uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, first and foremost, you know, introduce yourself, tell people where you're from. Uh, I know you like you moved into Orchard Park in high school. So, you know, where you're from prior, um, (laughs) you know, where you went from OP into college and, you know, let's let's get to it.
1: Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm Thomas Evans. I recently just graduated from Hilbert College. So to start back all the way, you know, from the beginning, uh, my parents are from Buffalo. They moved away to Gainesville, Florida. I was born in Gainesville, Florida. Um, I moved around in Florida, moved around to Tennessee, um, went there for my first free use of kindergarten, and first grade, whatnot, moved to North Carolina, lived in North Carolina until about fifth grade, moved to Georgia, lived in Georgia from sixth grade to 10th grade, and then moved to Orchard Park where, you know, this Western New York community met me. My junior year at Orchard Park, I started playing baseball here. Senior year at Orchard Park, you know, um, ended up at Niagara Community College, the uh, renowned renowned local community college, which was a great experience. Um, and then inevitably ended up at Hilbert. Um, I think that was more of like God's plan than really I understood at the time. And it was meant to be type thing. And that, that brought me to here. You know, in uh, baseball, was really I, I just listed off a bunch of places I've lived, a bunch of places I've I played. And I, I feel like baseball was the vehicle <laughs> that took me from those place to place. You know, it, it was like my first form of language. It, it was I moved a lot. So baseball always was how I was introduced to people, introduced to, you know, coaches, parents, kids I played with, kids I went to school with. So, and baseball is the reason I'm on this podcast, you know, it's the, it's the vehicle that's brought me around. I'm sure you can share the same sentiment with the game, you know?
0: Absolutely. It's one of my favorite parts of this game is the amount of people that you get to, you get to meet, talk to, um, you know, and really the the stories you get to tell because of it. You know, I Mm tell them stories of playing against and with former pros and, you know, but playing it with dudes. I I don't belong on a field with It's, it's awesome. It's so, so cool. You know, and hearing other people's stories is, is part of the reason I started this podcast. You know, it's you know, about telling stories and people can learn from it. people can see it and, you know, use other people who've gone through it as either motivation or as a roadmap to get where they want to go. Um, you know, and I can tell you, and this is going to be an interesting part of this because I know a lot of, you know, two, three, four guys now that I know that are going to Hilbert this year. You know, you guys mm-hmm. just had a great season, had a great run, felt just short. Right. Just right. fell just short of the conference championship. And it was fun to watch, man. I was sitting at work and I have in my, so I'm sitting in my garage right now. You can see all the sports stuff around me. I have yep. a smaller, a one man setup upstairs in my office, but I also work from home two days a week. So I have three monitors yeah. set up. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I got my two monitors going for work and I'm watching you guys play in the, uh, in the AMCC title game and stuff on my third screen just, you know, because it's, I, I love it and it's what I do. And it's, yeah. it was a lot of fun, man. Um, you know, you talked about like places you've been and how and, and how you got here. Really, so you came into Western New York, into Orchard Park. Coach Sen, great program over there. Like Absolutely. A, a, a nightmare to coach against, a nightmare to play against, a dogfight every time we played you guys. You know, there was never I don't I don't care how many great arms I had, it was always 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 a dogfight with you guys, and honestly, probably one of my favorite rivalries. I, I see statuses pop up on my facebook history being like man i effing hate playing orchard park and it's true but it's because you guys were so yeah. damn good for so damn long and that dates back to when i played in high school for lancaster and we got our asses mm-hmm. kicked by orchard park every <laughs> year so i mean that's that was some deep-seated um you know personal stuff for a minute there right but, you know th- those dogfights are fun and watching you specifically right so as a coach you know I'm there and I'm 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 watching my guys. I'm in it with my guys, but I'm watching everything. I'm watching the game. I'm watching players on both sides, and I kind of watched you when you were in high school, and mm-hmm. you were one of the biggest dudes on the field. You've always like I mean what you like six five six six something it's, like that. Uh, six, you're, you're five, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of the guys that like I tilt my head up a little bit to look at, and you know he uh, just stoic, a little quiet hit the yeah. shit out of the ball and <laughs> just did the job. Right. Yep. And fast forward a couple of years, Hilbert comes over to the, to, to the, the L complex at from And there you are. And you're, you're getting into it <laughs> yep. and it, totally different player. Not like the talent is still there. Talent has mm-hmm. grown incredibly, but just the fire that you play with the attitude, mm-hmm. um, and this is probably something you don't know, and I don't mean to embarrass you a little bit, but the first time we played you guys this year, you know, we had a young team. We had a bunch of freshmen. And I looked and I was like, what is the biggest difference between Evans and and you guys? And it's not the age. It's not the size. Mm-hmm. It's the fire. It's that passion. It's that mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and give it everything I have because I know I am a damn good player and I'm going to prove it every mm-hmm. single time. You know, you, you didn't, you didn't take many swings off, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. take many swings where it was like, ah, I'm just going to try to maybe flare this one to left. Like yeah. you swung to do damage no matter where it was. And it, it was that attitude and that fire that was mm-hmm. really frustrating to put coach against, but a yeah. lot of fun to watch as a fan of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nah, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. Cause like, I always, I always had like the it was like the the fire like we'll go with what you're calling it the fire like it, that itch that that desire like I had it even you know when I was younger but I feel like the cool part about the process was like me understanding that and like learning how to like you know use it for a good cause you know to like ignite the team and like to use it to propel my game rather than sometimes when I was younger you know sometimes I would just have the fire and it will explode on me it implode yep. on me I didn't know how to control it but it was as I matured was you know controlling it and taming it and using it to you know what I like to think as like taking over a game like it's baseball and there's nine guys on the field each way but like I used to think that you know if I if I could tame this if I could use this to my control not only could I have a good at bat that would be contagious to the next guy but you know, I could get on second I could light up the dugout and, you know, they would a celebration and they would be all in it now. And then I come in the dugout and everyone's, you know, super excited. It's like a, it's like a aura. It's like a, like the fire. It just, it, it, it takes over, you know, and it's yeah, contagious. It's,
0: it's a tidal wave, man. It really is. And that's mm-hmm. something, and it was something that was very interesting this year with, uh with you guys and Hilbert was normally, if you look at, you know, you, you and your, your partner in crime, Pat, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the Hil- Hilbert's big too. I mean, you guys were the catalyst for that team all year long. There was not a stat line in any game you guys played where, it, like, if both of you weren't on it, it was like, oh okay, because <laughs> one of you was always on yeah. it.
1: And not and, and not to cut you off, but just like there is no Thomas Evans without Pat Whalen. I, that 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 dude, he's a grinder, and you know he he makes he made me a lot better. And you know I like to think that. I made him a lot better. We just fed off each other all year, you know?
0: Absolutely. And so when you look at you two and you like, you look at the stats, you look at everything you guys did, you're like, oh, so that's your three, four combo. No, you two led off the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there, yeah. there's something to be said, like, you know, your, your, your traditional build to a lineup, right? You get a guy who can, you know, he's a high, a high average guy, an on-base guy, maybe he can swipe a bag. Then you got that utility dude who can move somebody. Maybe yep. not if the first guy didn't. And if those two don't, then you got your big gun coming three and okay that dude comes up hits a double well you're still one pitch away yeah you know come out against you guys you hit a double he hits a double and now you're like well yeah. it's one nothing we've thrown two pitches and there's a guy <laughs> that's awesome and it's yeah. the tidal wave man it's it's yeah. um you know you, you didn't it, it's funny because i and i'm not going to bring it up specifically while we're recording because i i heard something in the first time we played you guys today and i want to ask you after the fact if, the, if this yeah. was in fact the system you were running but if it is, and even if it's not like, it's just that, that energy, that emotion, that just that yeah. high level, and it, it can bury people, you know, and it was something that we mm-hmm. were trying to to build over the next couple of years, uh, you know, over at Medi when, you know, had, had we been given the opportunity right. of just having that energy that you can just take over a game that, and, you know, mm-hmm. I always told my guys, you know, that energy, that hype is worth three runs, like yeah. come out up there, we're up three, nothing already, and mm-hmm. they got to dig out of the hole. And it was something that you know, tough to get young guys to, to dive into. But when you got a couple of guys like you and you and Pat, who ironically, I just had my first conversation with two weeks ago on a baseball diamond out of Green Lake. Wow. He, he ended up playing third. I looked at him. I was like, "Hey, man, I have been around you quite a bit, and I have never said hello to you." Like, and he goes, "Oh, you're you're you're, you're Coach Jaws, right?" And he called me Mr. Joe after the game, and I almost punched him. But <laughs> like, bro, that's my dad. I'm not that, that old. That's always proper like that. Yeah, he is. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting just being around cause you know, he, he was, and I told him, I was like, dude, you're, you're, the, you're a dude that I wish I would have had the opportunity to coach. And I, I, I put you in that same category, man. I really do because you know, just seeing the way you play the game, it's just so right. You know, it's, you know, I've been around the game a long time. I've played a lot. I've coached a lot and dudes like you are just, are guys that make it fun to coach.
1: I appreciate that. I really do. And, uh, it's funny. It's just, I guess, ironic that you had your first conversation with Pat two weeks ago. And now here I am
0: right to the cat podcast right yeah and it's 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 so fun it really is because like you know obviously i' I'm, I'm, I'm friends with guys who have coached you over the years and you know mm-hmm. everyone speaks very highly of you and like I said I very very frustrating to coach against you for so long in every aspect of the game because again you're just <laughs> tough to you're just tough to coach against um you know and he, you know when you were younger it was a thing like okay maybe if we get him in the first at bat, He'll, he'll start to push and we get him in the second of bat we got him and that that just the last two years the last yeah. two years man it was it was completely completely different so what did you do from your high school time to mm-hmm. the last couple of years where you had incredible incredible success mm-hmm. to, to change that and harness that fire like you said so it didn't mm-hmm. become an explosion where you erupted but you yeah. harness it to light the fuse so the team so the team popped.
1: You know, I, I don't know. I, I there's, I feel like there's many different ways I could go with this. But, you know, I the conversation I've been having with a lot of people recently, because the season just ended, you know, pretty recently. Like, these yeah. seasons are short and compact, and it's a, it's a lot to digest. So I feel like over the past month, I've been slowly digesting and, like, really breaking down, like, what was going on, because it's almost like you black out the season just over. So the conversation I've been having a lot of people is – the, the game of baseball, they always break down the figure, you know, 80% mental, 20% physical. You know, not, some people even say 90% mental, 10% physical. Well, if that's the case, like the the reps, the 20% physical reps, that that those are easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just understand your swing. You understand like, you know, top hand does this, bottom hand does this. I'm trying to load. I'm trying to, you know, not dive on the plate with my stride. You know, I'm not trying to lift my shoulder those are easy, but the part that I really had to grow in and I knew I had to do it for like a long time, just cause like, I, like, like I was saying earlier and the high school version of me, like would erupt in those games. I would, like you just said, like, I would, if you guys k'd me up the first at bat, I was probably going to roll over the second bat, and the third at bat, I was probably going to swing out my shoes and K up again, you know, just cause it was that negative fire that would erupt. Right. So I had to learn how to mentally, Stay in the game, and I just got super obsessed with like the process. Like, I, I feel like, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but from my perspective, I would get super obsessed with the result. Like, I needed to get a hit, a game. I needed to do. I needed to hit a double off this kid because he's. I didn't think he was very good, or I needed to do this. Listen, this man. Team, there, you know,
0: if, if any, if anybody listen listening to this doesn't understand that, no matter who you're going against, that thought goes in your mind as a player, like. I got to, I got to crush this dude. He sucks and he may not, but like you, it, to some extent you got to have that attitude, but you have to control the, like, again, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Rick Lancelotti used to have a sign up at his place that said, if you, if you live and die on the results, you're going to die a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just like a, it was like a complete shift in my mindset. And like the most basic example I can give is like, I, I I feel often that baseball has like a very negative connotation around it. Just like with the mindset that people carry, like, um, like they live and die in the quote, baseball is a game of failure. And that, that quote has bothered me my, like my entire career, but I could never understand really why, but like it clicked for me. Like if baseball is a game of failure, that means baseball on the flip side. What's the positive note of that? Baseball is a game of endless opportunities. So if, if, if I swing and miss on this first pitch, all right, that's cool. I got two more. You know what I'm saying? I, that one doesn't define me. I have endless opportunities even if I strike out this at bat. I'm going to go in the field and I'm I'm going to get a pop fly right here and I could I could make catching out, maybe throw a guy out. That would benefit my team. Or it might not even be on the field. I could go in the dugout and have a conversation with a younger guy that's about to have an at bat and that could propel him for his season. You know, it's endless opportunities and just carrying that mindset and being more contagious than just, you know, my emotion towards like my individual play, I think you know definitely propelled me um especially when I got to Hilbert definitely this season.
0: Yeah, and that's that's awesome cuz you know when when for anybody, you know, listening to this after in hearing that, you know, you you hear that in, you know, coaches who say like you 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 get a bad call on strike one. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things when I'm over at third and that happens is so what. So what. what? So what. You know, and like guy goes in the book after, after that, he's like, Oh, did you see strike one? Like, yeah, dude, what happened on strike two and strike three? Yeah. Like, so what? Strike one was so a bad what? call. Strike two, mm-hmm. strike two was down Broadway. We missed, we didn't swing because we were mm-hmm. worried about strike one. So what? Let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, it, it, it's so, and this is why I love having guys like you on and, you know, guys from all walks of the game to come on because kids need to hear that because you can yeah. hear it from a coach, right? But if yeah. you hear it from a dude in the game and again, a dude who had the accolades that you had coming out and saying it because Mm -hmm. you know you're we 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 can listen to sound bites of pros talk right but these dudes who all they do is i'm gonna wake up hit off nine to five yeah i'm gonna you know go get stretched out go see my trainer go grab my you know lunch for my nutritionist you know go take some bp on the field like and you can just live it but when you got to mm-hmm. worry about school, you got to worry about, you know, your home life, you got to worry about everything. Oh, and I'm playing a full college baseball season. And this yeah. is how I mentally approach it. You know, yeah. it's really easy, especially with stuff off the field. You, It's yeah. really easy to say like, oh, I, I think I tanked that exam today. Oh, my yeah. teacher got on me. Oh, coach was riding me harder. You know, oh man. And I just Cade. Hey, I know. Yeah. Your day's over. May as well go t- yeah. t- take you out. But I love that man. The endless opportunity thing—that's fantastic, and that's, you know, the, the the coach in me is like, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, and
0: it, what, it what? just
1: like the piggyback on that, right? Quick is yeah, like, uh, you you just brought it up, like the test, like you have a bad test, and then you have a go out, and you have a bad game, and then you wake up the next day and you just feeling tired, like it's really breaking it down, like like pitch by they a lot of people say pitch by pitch, but like if you really embrace that, like strike one with strike one. Okay. Boom. I'm i I'm a one. So, so what I got this, I got this next pitch coming at me. Boom. That at bat happens. Forget about it. Next at bat. Forget about it. Game's over. We won. We lost. Okay. Digest it. Next day I wake up. Boom. I go to the gym. Boom. I go to class. It's just breaking it down, Get getting, you know, stack those little wins as you right. can. It compounds for your whole entire life, your whole entire day.
0: You know? I, uh, I actually, I knew a dude, And I don't know him personally, but I know of him who, um, he basically looks at it and he'll, he'll ask somebody like, Oh, I'm having a bad day, having a bad day. And the first thing you snooze your alarm this morning. Yeah. Well, you started with an L man. Yeah. You you set that alarm for a reason. You hit snooze. You took a loss right off the bat. Yep. Like wake up, wake up to wake up to compete with your day. You know, like, and if, you know, and guess what? You're going to snooze the alarm sometimes when you do get up, you're like, ah, you know what? I got to be better about it tomorrow because I haven't, because I have the opportunity. It's yeah. That that may be one of my favorite messages that anyone's ever put out on the show. That's fantastic, man. Thank you. Yeah. I, like that's that's awesome. I mm-hmm. again, the coach in me is getting chills here. And you talk about it.
1: <laughs> and 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 the the thing is, like another just to break down what you said, like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I woke up late, I snoozed my alarm. Now I'm running late. Now my day's behind. It happened. You snoozed it. Whatever. It's okay. You'll fix it tomorrow but now let's just get back on track. Let me, you know, get this next win on this thing. Let me have a good breakfast. I'm going to get to my first class on time. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it just realign your day. Don't let that yeah. snooze the alarm, you know, take off and go down the dumps the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. You're, you're not going to throw your paycheck out because you lost 10 bucks. Like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy the rest of the rest of that paycheck. Do the same thing with your day. 10 bad Absolutely. minutes and ruin the whole thing. One bad yeah. swing, one bad at bat should ruin your whole game. 100%. 100%. That's, that, that's one of my favorite things, too. You know, equating the game that we love to, to life, you know, because that's it's so easy to get caught. It's it's easy it to get is. caught in, you know, especially when you don't have, you know, a good season, when you don't have great results, when you don't have, you know, the, the thing that like, oh, you know, I can hang, you know, up the, put, put, put a championship belt on the wall or a trophy up on the, on the lockers, whatever. Like when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. So what? Still still yeah. go. Get it because you know, how you react to that stuff is, is paramount because mm-hmm. if you let it just bury you, where are you, like, where are you going to go? You know, oh, yeah. coach, coach didn't pick me. Oh, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I didn't get this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so is that, is that going to define you or are you going to go out and get it done anyway?
1: hundred percent. And, and I, that, that was actually one thing that like, I, I would try to talk to myself a lot during the season, like after a bad at-bat or even after good at-bats, I would – especially after, like, strikeouts or whatnot, I'd be in the outfield and I'd just be telling myself, like, don't let it define you. Define it. If I, if I let it define me, I'll have a bad rest of the game. But, like, if if I define it, I'll come back this next at-bat, I'll hit a double, and then I'll score, and then we'll go on – you know what I'm saying? It's It's, it's – you can't let stuff define you. You're always in control of the narrative that you carry. So if you carry that positive one, you'll have positive results. Like there's this, there's this guy, I, 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 uh, I'd say almost like a mentor, like I picked up watching on YouTube and his quote is only good things happen to me. Yeah, this happened, but what's the good out of it? What, what did it serve me? What lesson could I've learned here? You know, and it, it's just, it life's too short, man. They carry like too much of a negative connotation all the time. It's, The positive, the positive, the positive. You know, it it definitely served me this year for my season. You know, like the just the mindset, the optimistic over pessimistic,
0: and and it has to. You know, it it Mm -hmm. like I said, it's it's an it's a fantastic message, and it's great to hear from a guy who again, you know, had had the season that you had. You know, it's it's. I mean, coaches, we say this stuff till we're blue in the face. You know, to some extent, you sit there and you are like, are they even listening at this point? Yeah, but, you know, to, to see a guy who embraced it, who embraced the, you know, who went from being the dude like, oh man, i i got I got wrong my first one, I soft contact my second one, I yeah. got to hit a bomb here, and then you don't, yeah. and you know, then 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 it's the the, the bat flip and the helmet throw and punching yeah. the bug out and guilty as charged. I've been there, like mm-hmm. you know, the, and, and everybody has, but it's the ability to control that and then to come out and have the season that you had. You know I mean how, how many records how many accolades again every I, I, I'm scrolling through the uh Hilbert's Twitter account to find pictures of you to, to make the graphic that I make for all the episodes and I'm like every single tweet Evans and Whalen Evans and, yeah. and I'm just like I'm like get to the pictures get to the pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's funny because it, it's it's so true and mm-hmm. oddly enough one of the guys who I know uh you know Held a couple of the records. I think you probably broke this year from Hilbert Ryan Bonafede, okay, yeah. dude, who I'm sure you've met a couple times. Bono embodied that. You know, yeah. he embodied that. Like, you know, he's that dude that he could he could have woke up, gotten punched in the face, kicked by a horse, stepped in dog crap, and just had the worst day possible, and be like, "Hey boys, let's go play." Have, let's, yeah, right. So what? So what? It's over. I'm gonna go play baseball. They're like. And to see, like the guys who embrace that stuff are the guys that's, that find success. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't th- like this game and life will bury you, it will,
1: it will beat you up, you know, and it, and it like, it's easy for me to talk about it. Like, I'm like this, some perfect, you know, dude, but like, there's days, there's days where like,
0: Absolutely. you know, I'm
1: tired and I, I'm negative and I'm like, dude, like, it's just, but it's about like, what are you doing the majority of the time? How are you talking to yourself the majority of the time? You know?
0: Yeah. It's again, just because you have a bad day or a bad moment doesn't mean you're a a bad person or you're not doing the right thing. Right. It's about opportunity. Right. Right. Yeah. Endless dialing back to that, that same motion, endless opportunity. No one's perfect. You know, uh, do, do, do I live a perfect life? No. Have I worked my tail off to get where I am? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Sometimes, sometimes they close the school you're coaching at. Yeah. (laughs) Happens. It happens. Yeah. And, yeah. It's funny. Cause I get at like, Oh dude, how you doing with that? I'm good. Cause yeah. why? Cause it's another opportunity. Yeah. If word for word. When I say it's another opportunity, yep. I'm going to get a shot to, to coach somewhere. I haven't coached before. Yep. You have to, cause again, if like, what, what, what good does it do? If you just sulk about it, right?
1: Nothing. Very little, You <laughs> know. very little. And it, it creates like a cool opportunity. Like you just said, like you're about to go to some school. You've never coached at, coach some kids you've never met, or maybe you have met, but now you get an opportunity to coach them and you, the impact you, you know, spreads. It's, it's just too, my, my personal opinion is it's too good of a mindset just to like gloss over, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to ask, and this is, this one's for the parents of or the younger listeners anybody who tunes mm-hmm. into this just to to hear the message or whatever you just graduated after one of the you know a, a great season again i keep mentioning all the accolades because it's hard not to mm-hmm. and freshman going into college
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is the what is the what is the most important piece of advice you think you could give somebody in that situation
1: i, I would i know. would i would say I would say the, the greatest knowledge is knowledge of self. So I, and I, am speaking from my perspective, because I used to be someone that would be super involved in like other people's opinions, other, other coaches, opinions on other people, what other people are doing. But once I started to focus on myself, learning myself, how do, how do I operate? How do I think, how does my swing work? Because my swing's not like, you know, you, you can watch a TikTok video and get good fundamental tips, but how do I apply that to myself? How does my swing work? What do I struggle with? Uh, what do I struggle with mentally, physically? How do you know? Some people are better at working out in the morning. Some people are better work out at night. Some people can skip breakfast. Some people might eat dinner. Then you know, apply it to baseball. Some people need to hit off the tee every single day. I needed to hit off the T every single day. Some people can skip the T and go right into BP and they can learn their swing through that. It's just about invest in yourself, learn about yourself. How do I operate? What do I need to do? And you know, it's trial and error. It's not going to be first time application. You figure it out. Okay. This is what works for me, but you need to create your process because your process is your blueprint that creates the results that you desire. You know, like, if you get super result oriented, you're always gonna be chasing numbers. You're always gonna be chasing uh, results. And the one thing about chasing is when you're chasing, something's always running away from you. And you'll never, you'll never fully get it. So if you invest in the process and you build that foundation that you stand on, hypothetically over four years, if you stay, if you build that foundation by the fourth year, no matter where you are, where you started, you're gonna be standing higher you know, playing at a higher level than you did your first year. If you just invest in yourself and be the best version that you could be. And that just comes from learning, you know, who am I?
0: Right. And that, and that's great. Cause you know, a, a lot of times that question gets met with, you know, play as much as you can going in. So you're ready, you know, yeah. take as many swings, hit the weight room, hit the gym, like, yeah. that, you know, and that's fantastic. Like you said, flat out, like, oh, you know, I kind of want to talk about like the, the the mental side of the game, the approach to the game. That you know, there you go. There's a, there's an approach going into college. What can I do to give myself an opportunity to have a successful college career? And it's, there you go. You know, figure out who you are. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a five foot nine, 170 pound kid, should you be taking this, you know, should you be working on a swing that's trying to hit home runs? Probably not. You know, no, I, I, if you're, if you're not, if you're not a speed demon, should you be, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna, I gotta, I gotta swipe all the bags. Eh, maybe not
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but, but at, at the
1: same are. time yeah at the same time though like you might discover who you are and it might be completely different than who you thought you were for example like i i never stole bags my entire life but when i got to hilbert you know like coach too had he has a system and like now you're starting to see more of it where you kind of like get momentum and you hop and you can get you know a better jump and now all of a sudden I'm stealing bases and now I'm doing speed training and now, you know, I'm working with coaches, i doing speed training and your game just progresses. The more you invest in yourself and it'll take you places you had no idea you could go, you know, it's, it, it's just, but it's just about, it's not no like five steps to do this or Right like the TikTok videos you see or the reels you see do this and you will get this. And I know it's about like catching your headlines and catching views, but <laughs> the the truth is it's just, it's about your, it's about investing in yourself. Like, and that looks different for everyone. <laughs> I'm sure when you were playing, you were doing things that I've probably never tried or never done before. And that worked for you and what I did worked for me, you know, and it, it's one of one, it's one of one across the board.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my biggest thing, you know, I, I was never fast. I was, you know, but I, I, uh, when I was fighting, I was quick, right? Yeah. I had to be smart. I had to be smart on the base passes, cause bat base paths. Cause I, I wasn't <laughs> quick, you know, yeah. I knew I wasn't taking a huge lead. And it's the second I took anything more than my normal, they were coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, 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 you know, do I want to be diving back into a bag? Well, I can, but I don't want to, you
1: know, I,
0: I had to know what I was doing. I had to be in tune to the game in a way beyond other people, because I couldn't yep. make up for a mistake with speed. You know, mm-hmm. I, so I had to be intelligent about it. And when I wasn't, I looked foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a couple times, like again, you know, you want to talk about, oh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I just worked a tournament weekend doing grounds crew at four in the morning till 10 at night. And I got a game, you know, yep. Monday night after we just spent the whole day cleaning up and running garbages. And all of a sudden we're on the verge of a comeback. We got bases loaded. I'm leading off of first and I zone out and guess mm-hmm. who gets back picked and ends the game. Yep. It's like, oh. Cause I wasn't smart. I wasn't intelligent about it that day yeah. you know, it's, for one second, one yeah. second, you know, and, and that like, that was my thing is I, I prided myself on being intelligent on the baseball field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we're, we're chasing a run and my buddy comes up in front of me, gets on base and the two dudes behind me have been raking. Guess mm-hmm. what? They're playing me deep. I'm laying a bunt down Yeah, I'm pr- and I'm giving it a shot to beat it out because they're not expecting it. Yeah, And, you know, that's the type of stuff that can spin a game. And that, that was me. You know, I knew I could hit, I knew I had power, but I had to be smart because that wasn't enough all the time. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. always going to hit a bomb. You're not always going to be the guy that comes up, you know, with bases loaded, chasing a run and a pitcher you can mash off of, you know, you might be the guy eating off an inning against a closer, chasing a run. And your job is one thing, get on base, you know? I had to learn how to take a, how to take a fastball off the elbow that was up and in. And yeah. I was, I was until this day, now to do that, wears an arm, uh, an elbow guard, you know, had, had to learn how to put a bunt down, had to learn how to do all these things to make myself more marketable as a player, because, yeah you know, that's who I was. I, I wanted to be the guy who could do what I needed to do regardless of the situation. And that's, you know, unfortunately for me, I learned it way too late.
1: Yeah. And, and you making yourself better for your team. It, it it makes the team better, you know. It it makes it makes it easier for you to pass the baton to the next guy. And that guy's working on himself. He he's at his best at his best version, he can pass the baton onto the next guy. It's just it keeps the machine going, the lineup going, the juice going.
0: And that was one of the things that I think you and Pat did a fantastic job with this year. Is the two of you guys were those guys who just you know what? If I can if I can hit a bomb here, sweet. If I, you know, if I, if I single up, I'm going to end up on second, maybe third anyway, Mm. you know, if, if I'm, if I'm not barreling it, I'm going to fight and try to get on base any way I can. Mm. And it just, it built, it started the snowball effect. It started that thing rolling because if you didn't, he did, if you did, and he didn't, the guy behind him was like, Hey, I'm still in a good spot here. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden you get to the, you know, you get to those, those, those guys in the six, seven, eight, nine hole. And all of a sudden, well, guess what? The two dudes that started this are coming up again because so yeah. I, I, I have to perform against these guys because I don't mm-hmm. want them on base when the next two come up. And like it just mm-hmm. I mean, and again, speaking from coaching experience against you guys, it was tough. You know, if you if you didn't get the job done against seven, eight, nine, one and two are gonna make it hurt. And the yeah. more the more those dudes got it done, the more you two thrive, the more you two thrive, the more everybody else got it done. And it just built the machine, man. And you saw, I mean, we all saw through the run, through the run, yeah. through the through through the playoffs man it was it was fun to watch and all this stuff just dials right back into what you've been talking about the whole time
1: and and the cool part about it like just the whole season like i I took on like the and i would talk with pat about it i'd be like pat like we gotta be at our best like we gotta be our most focused because like if if we can we're one and two two and three whatever the scenario be if we can ignite the lineup like they're all gonna go like they're they're gonna follow us like if we can just it doesn't even mean we have to hit home run but if my at bat is productive if, if that mean in results i result in a line out or a pop out as long as my at bat was productive and pat gains the confidence like and we would talk about it like i would i had this um our shortstop he would sit by me on the bus and he he was joking around one day and he was saying, you know, like when I see you barrel up a pitcher, it gives me confidence. Like, okay, I can hit off this kid too. And like, I would always think it, but then hearing him say it, like just, it gave me chills. Like that. You, you can carry that type of, you know, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but you can have that contagious effect yeah. on your whole team. If you just, you know, care, like, it's carrying the load, but it's, I, I take on that responsibility, you know, like,
0: yeah, you, you it's, it's almost the weird concept of carrying of, of picking up the load so other guys can help.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. like
0: you're, if you're the first person to pick it up, the next guy behind you can pick it up and and, and make it a little bit lighter. And then the next yeah. guy behind him does it. Next thing you know, everyone, the whole team's walking in sync and you're tough to stop. yeah And that's, that is the thing that I, I saw big time with you guys this year was just watching that snowball start to mm. roll. And and you could feel it as soon as like, uh, I want to say it was, what was it game one against Alfred state in the final where you guys were down like seven to two or something like that. And yeah, yep. w. dude, it's like, I watched one thing happen and I'm, I, I texted a, a buddy of mine. I was like, they're going to take this. This game's going to end. This game's going the other way. (laughs) No, man, no way. It's like 7-2, 8-2, whatever it was. I was like, bro, watch. Just watch. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, one thing led to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. And it started with something small. It started with like an error. It started with a ball that fell that maybe shouldn't have. And then the next guy. And the next guy. And next thing you know, back-to-back-to-back doubles. And they're like, how did this game spin? Mm -hmm. And it's because that's just... All, all that ever needed to happen with you guys was one dude picked it up and all of a sudden everybody else like, Hey, I'm a, let me, let me grab some, yep. grab some, you know, and Hey, maybe I'm not going to pick it up, but I'm going to make sure the guy behind me gets up to, so he can type thing. Yeah. It was, it really was, man. It was, it was fun to watch. It was a special group.
1: And it it's, it's honestly, it, I got chills right now. Like hearing your perspective, like as like an outsider who just coached against us and watched this play, like, but that's what it felt like to me in it, you know, like playing it. It just felt like we were never down and out. It got to a point in the season where, like, everyone was so bought in. And, like, I mean, people could bring up the the point, like, well, like, you guys had a lot of comebacks. So, like, why did you guys let yourself get down? That was just part of our story. That's how it was meant to play out this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where we always had to claw and fight back. Because, I mean, Madai, Hilbert, they're these little schools that no one thinks they can against these big, you know, like, I'm not saying Alfred State's big, but these schools who are successful all the time—Penn State, Barron Alfred State—you know, Mount Aloysius, These schools who who can recruit well, have big squads. They've done it before; they'll do it again. But like these smaller schools, we—that's just part of your narrative. You got to get it a little harder. It's got you got to get a little scratchier to get the get the job done. It's just how it is for these these stories, you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. And that was—it really was, man. It was fun it was fun to sit back and why well, I, I said that I said it to Pat too. When I talked to him the other day, I was like, you know, you're fun to watch. Like you, cause you play the game the right way. And again, mm-hmm. as, as a coach and as a man, I can sit here and tell you like there were times I walked away like Fuck, t- 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 Thomas Evans, mother, yeah. just utterly, <laughs> but, but it was just one of those things yeah. that like, the, you know, that that's my fire, my passion wanting to win and just, yeah. you know, but like walking away, like I can't even like, I, I can't even like be mad about it because he just does it right you know. He, he just, he does it right. He carries himself the right way. Like, you know, the fire, the passion, you know, I'm, and I'm a guy that I'm, I'm all for the celebrations. I'm all for, mm-hmm. you know, hype. I'm mean, actually the one picture I got of you, um, is that, you know, you coming around third with your, you know, the,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm like, and I'm sitting there like in the moment, like I see stuff like that. I'm like, <sighs> but again, I'm the guy like, you know, if you don't want him to do it, don't let him hit, don't let him do it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't let him hit the bomb and you don't got to watch him more run around third with, you know, yeah. figure up like it's and uh, in the moment it's, it's frustrating after the mm-hmm. fact that, like I can appreciate it because again, that's that fire. That's that passion that you were talking about of, yeah. you know, go out and do just go do it. And you know, when you don't guess what I'm going to do it the next time. Cause it's, cause I get another chance.
1: Right. And the the whole celebration thing too, like, you know, I, I was always one to play with like high emotion. Like it, it's if that it, it would always come out of me naturally. Like I never, and what I liked about it is like, I could do that, hit a double celebrate. And if some kid, the kid, the, the pitcher that I, I hit the double off of comes back and strikes me out next time. And he gives it back to me. That's competition. Right. There's no, that's there's no disrespect that, that that's competition at its finest, at its highest level. That's just competition. Like I love that, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got guys in the show that are sitting there and like, t- like literally stepping in the box, being like, this is a fight. Like this, yeah. is a so I'm going to take a pitch and I'm going to stare at you and grab my cup when like, at, cause you threw a ball and then yeah. throw a strike that I don't swing it. I'm going to do it again because bring it, bring it back. I'm going to hit it next time. Yeah. I love that stuff. I, I don't like as, as like, there's some, some old school, I guess you could say aspects mm-hmm. of the game that I love. That's not one of them. I love the fire. I love the passion. Yeah. And you look at the guys who, yeah, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. You're not going to tell me that dude didn't have fire and passion. Like, yeah. I mean, And that's a dude I grew up watching me like, that's the dude. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you you know people talk about the the Braves from the nineties and like the, the, oh they were just they were business they were business they were business like I don't know man I remember Chipper Jones having a lot of fun playing baseball yeah. that's what it's supposed to be you know it's supposed to be a good time it's supposed to be fun like you can look at the celebrations and stuff when you get to be my age and you're playing thirty five and over wood bat hardball and be like watch a dude hit a double and do a celebration be like guy
1: <laughs> come on yeah no right we're, yeah we're out
0: here having fun enjoying the game we're like we're we're here for the beer after the fact. Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll get fired up for playoffs. Come on, settle down for a minute, but like watching college guys do it, man, like watching the D one world series all this week and stuff. And just seeing that fire, that passion and seeing that stuff trickle down into the smaller schools, into the division threes, you know, watching some of the guys that I knew, you know, with you at division two this year and watching that, that, that fun, like that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you want to talk like, let the boys be boys. Like, yeah, let the boys be boys in the baseball field.
1: Yeah. And, Obviously, like there is a line, like it there, it, it it gets to a point where it's disrespectful, and that that agreed. You no, know, obviously, it gets too far. But when you're playing that kind, you're playing like it, it's it's war. It's back and forth. You know, it's it's me. It's one versus one, and team versus team, and you know, coach versus coach is, is a battle. You know, you're you're it's chess. It's competition. There's going to be some expression. You know,
0: absolutely. So so we we're we're at about the three quarter mark here. So okay. one of the things that brought you to the show like that, that you commented on a tweet of mine, I tweeted out, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's something different about this, the, the newer crop of college athletes. You know, the guys from five years ago, plus still live to play. This newer generation just seems yeah. to be done with college and ready to hang it up. Yeah. And truth be told, um, I, was looking for a couple guys to fill in on triple I had somebody reach out to you. Yeah. Actually, they, I forget who I don't, I I think it was Derek. It was Holtz. It was Holtz. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so Holtz was like, Oh, do you want like, you know, do you need a guy? Like I got a job, you know, what about like big red? If you asked him, I was like, I don't have his contact info. Like, he wouldn't, I, I don't even know if he'd know who I was if I was like, hey, this is Jaws. Like, yeah. He's like, Oh, I have his number. Do you want me to text him? I was like, sure. And he's like, Oh, he told me he's retired. And I was like, <laughs> What? Yeah. Uh, so uh first and first and foremost, so graduated from college. Yeah. What's next?
1: Honestly, it it's hard to say. It, it's not hard to say. I just it's progression, you know, at its simplest form, it's progression. Uh, I can't say I'm going to take the path that most people have taken because to this point I haven't, but it's progression, you know, mentally, physically, there's places I want to be places. I want to get the only thing in between this version of me and that version of me is, you know, education and experience, just learning more, experiencing more, and I'll get where I want to be. But the one thing you can do when you look at me is, I'm going to progress, you know, right. constantly. I can't, I can't stay stagnant with where I'm at. I got to keep getting better for not only myself, but for the people around me, my family, my friends, my brothers, I got to i gotta, I'm a representation of, you know, everyone that has played a part in getting me to where I stand.
0: Which fun fact, I didn't know you had brothers. And yeah, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> part told, of the story. So, somebody yeah. told me like, oh yeah, like he, you know, my, my kid just played, just played against him in triple ABA. And then I was talking to Nick Barbario who came and played with us. And he was like, no, nah, yep. man, that's his little brother. He looks just like him. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you no, know, yeah. I saw the picture. That's him. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, and I felt bad. I was like, I go, man, like I'm sitting here like, dude, what, what, like I mean, just say no. You don't got to lie to me. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Cause then I was like, I was like, he, he really he generally thinks I'm playing right now. I'm like, that's not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and you know, and, and and Nick did set the record straight there for uh, for it, but yeah. it was just funny, and that and that was, it was you. I had a couple guys like, oh no, I can't. I got slow pitch softball. I had a couple guys like, nah, man, I'm just taking the summer off yeah. to heal up. Like, and that part I get. Uh a yeah. couple guys like, nah, I just want to play like once a week, and I'm good. And like, you know, you know, and then be just be, be fresh for the fall. And I'm like, it's it like that's the thing that really, it was yeah you. It was like, I mean, it was legitimately seven, eight, nine guys. That I'm just like, dude, I, and and part of this is I believe that when I was your age, like when I was coming up mm-hmm. and just coming, like even into college and coming out of college, there wasn't a whole lot of places to play. Yeah. Right. So the triple A muni had 10, 12 teams, incredibly competitive. Right. And you had to know somebody to to be on a team. Then double A was 27 and up. With a couple mm-hmm. exception, you I think you'd have like three exceptions and they couldn't be pitchers or something like that. And then like triple ABA, again, insanely competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Legion was insanely competitive and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was it through high school too. You know, it, it was your town travel teams. You know, if you were from Orchard Park, you played for the Orchard Park little league travel team and that was your summer. You yeah. know, there weren't 59 or 68, whatever teams per right now and. You know and I, I think part of in my, my opinion, I'm sure part of that comes in is you guys are playing way more baseball than we did back then. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I spent a good chunk chunk of my time from you know 18. Like I went to college originally to play college football because I'm built like a shithouse, so why wouldn't I? <laughs> had my college baseball career taken away from me because of a back injury. So like okay. I I didn't have that opportunity. So like I spent a lot of time from you know, 16, 17, 18 into my early 20s, like am I going to have another season do I have another opportunity where am I playing next year and that's actually in the same time when I got into coaching right around that same time frame and I I was lucky enough to hook up with a team that you know played together from I mean 2006 to 2018 I think Mm -hmm. and then you know jumped around to a couple teams now I'm in 35 and over old man ball just having fun hanging out on a Friday night but yeah, you know, I and I refuse to I refuse to do slow pitch. I refuse. I don't like it. It's not fun for me. I definitely. Like, no, I'm
1: with you. I'm with you.
0: So what? You so know, so you so you 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 replied to the tweet. You were like, "Hey, I'd love to talk about this." Yes. So What made you not want to play? If you're like you, because you're you you just kind of said you're not playing the summer, right? What made you not want to play? And do you see yourself playing in the future?
1: So, uh. To answer the second question first, I I'm retired and I think I played my last, I feel as if I played my last organized baseball. Okay. Okay. But to expand on that, and again, like I'm gonna try to speak from my perspective, and maybe some people can relate with that, but I'm not saying what I'm gonna say is you know true or right. But for me, it was a combination of things. So I was gonna graduate college. And I told myself I would do it one more time. You know, I wanted to stay true to myself. I'd do it one more time. I'd go all in one more time. And that was, that would be it. You know, we're, whatever the results would happen, it would be my last time. To like back up and think like, I think like burnout is definitely a big thing in, in baseball nowadays, but like to pit it on what exactly it is, in my opinion, is just a lot of like result oriented baseball like like i I, i'm gonna make the assumption that back when you played it was a lot more about like the team and like going to hang out with the boys and we got to play baseball
0: you know like it it was and a lot of it was you know it it, again it was you played for a team that had your town's name on the front of it like yeah a lot of it was basically the dude you played on high school you know high school team with and Mm -hmm. that was that was you know that was that was it you know, there yeah. the the original Inferno team was just becoming like a thing through my high school career. So, like the team that had mm-hmm. Jeremy Nowak, aka the Swingman, his older brother Kevin, like that yeah. team was the first regional team. Like they were a South Dawaga team that broke away, went independent, and they had dudes from all over, and they whooped the crap out of all of us it was disgusting yeah. <laughs> that, that team was no fun to play against like i mean we yeah. i legitimately watched them beat teams 38 to 2 with their with their bottom nine in and they dude who didn't pitch and it was like <laughs> oh okay
1: yeah you know so that
0: that was the the original thing but it was like it was you know winning for your team and you know for, for the, yeah. team on the front of the jersey because you got to represent your town and that was the only opportunity you have if you didn't yeah. make that team you didn't play because there was nowhere else to go because you had to be from the town and there were district lines and all this other stuff like Mm -hmm. so it really was a lot different back then
1: and and i think it's getting very like the game of baseball the one thing i don't i don't necessarily like associate myself with is how it's getting very like individualized so like the showcase thing like you're like marketing yourself like as an individual player constantly and i feel like a lot of the burnout has to do with like as a player it feels like you're always trying to like prove yourself you're always trying to like prove yourself to everyone else like I, I I try to prove myself I could play in college and once you're in college you're trying to prove that you can play in the lineup and if you're at a community college you're trying to prove then to the four years that you can play it just feels like you always have to prove yourself and I feel like you know this year I told myself it was the last season whatever whatever I played without that feeling of like having to prove myself and it was like the freest feeling ever that, like I didn't have to, you know, and I felt like if I would have went back, I could have played like that a long time ago. But I feel like that feeling of like always having to prove yourself. Right. It it, it weighed on it weighs on a lot of people, I feel like. And I, I think you can play without it. I know you can play without it. It's just about you got to be detached from the result. You got to be attached. I might never play college baseball but I'm going to play on the show t- showcase team and I'm going to give everything I got. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's detaching yourself from the, I might never play in this starting nine, but when I do, I'm going to be ready and not just saying it, but knowing it, having the right. confidence in yourself to actually execute, you know?
0: Yeah. And and actually, you know, taking that to heart where if you're not in the starting nine, you're okay because you yeah. know you, when you get an opportunity, you're going to do what you can. You mm-hmm. know what I, it's definitely an interesting perspective. And it's one of the things I was definitely interested to talk to you about because You know, I, I can tell you again, I'm, I'm still that dude that like, as I'm getting older, I'm sitting there like, uh, maybe, maybe one more year, maybe one more year. And the more I say it, the more my knee agrees with me, but that's another story. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, it's definitely interesting because again, I mean, there's, I mean, this area has got a 45 and over league that's got like five teams in it. There's five teams of 45 and older dudes that are running around playing baseball.
1: They got more than Muni. Like
0: it's insane it's it's yeah. wild and you know th- that's the biggest thing you know every team in western new york right now that's an open division or even you know some of your triple teams like yeah we need guys we need guys we need guys mm-hmm. and the guys just aren't there anymore and know. you know I I I was I'm def- I was definitely intrigued to hear your perspective on it um I can tell you from my perspective summer AMI ball is a lot of fun especially when you don't have the lingering what's going to happen in the fall what's going to happen in the spring when it's just yeah. baseball with the boys yeah it, it's a lot more pure in my opinion
1: mm-hmm. you know and you
0: can kind of let go and just enjoy what you're doing and not like you know not be worried about every like, am i going to be in yeah. the 39 hell you know what a, like uh, yeah everything else so um you know if you ever do get the itch i know a guy who always always needs players yeah <laughs> yeah i'll keep it uh, in mind no, man. And it, it, I, and I, I do, I respect the hell out of that because I do know that. And I've, a lot of my friends have gotten there. A lot of guys that I've played with a lot of, for a long, long time. Eventually we all do it. Right. Eventually we all mm-hmm. play our last game and there's some, there's something to be said and, you know, something to be, to respect about you going out on your terms, your way, the way you want it. And when you know, you know, right. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> on the same note, like uh, Co- coach, Sen, he would always tell me like, uh, the game will tell you when it's time to stop <laughs> in, in, in the, in, you know, the like how I always am always devil's advocate. Like I'd always be like, I'm going to tell the game when I'm done, you know? <laughs> so it's just a funny, you know, no, that's, thing.
0: That's great. So, uh, what, what I usually do to wrap the show here is I want one of your favorite baseball stories, whether it's a time for you playing, watching, whatever it may be. And then, you know, a shout out to anybody, you know whether it be a high mom or coaches or whoever just you know anybody you want to shout out to the the floor is yours take it away
1: okay um i mean i i could I, there's a plethora of stories always, from hilbert always this year but i mean i'm i'm going to go with the hilbert story just yeah. cuz it it was definitely the craziest game I've ever played it in my life. Like um, we're, we're down 15 to six going into the ninth.
0: This is the, uh, the insane win probability chart, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. We were, we're down 15 to six going into the ninth and not to mention like we we're up like six to two earlier in the game. And like, you, you get that feeling we're like, okay, we're going to like get this one. And then they went on just an absolute terror. They had like two bombs and, they're ringing doubles off the wall. It was just one of those things that it wasn't going our way. And right. Fifteen to six, and then leading off the inning is um, our nine-hole hitter. So I'm on deck, and then it's Pat. And I, I'm just—I told myself the old version of me would have games over. Probably would have struck out threw the bat at way. Just swung at whatever, try to swing for the fence. But I told myself, like, just just lock in for your at bat. You know, just don't give up on this at bat, you know. So the leadoff guy gets on, then I get up my bat, and I was on absolute tear that day. Like I had already hit a home run, I'd already hit a couple doubles. Like I, I was on absolute terror. So this team was like really picking at me with pitches. But I knew that I was gonna get curveball sequence to like at least start the at bat. So they throw a first pitch curveball and I pulled off of it. I didn't stay through it. So I was like, if I'm going to get this pitch again, I'm just going to sit on it because I know I'm going to get it. Boom, hit a double, score the guy, the leadoff runner. And I'm like, Pat is going to get a curveball because we usually get pitched at the same exact way. And I'm like, this kid just is hanging them. Hangs one, Pat hits it off the wall, I score. So I'm like, you know, whatever. We just got two runs, it's 15 to eight in the ninth. Then just like the sequence of events, like it was starting to get weird, like double, Kid bobbled one at second. Runner scored. Man on first. Made an error up the middle. Like all these things are coming, and like this freshman looks at me because I'm in the hole now, about to come back up again. And he's like, "If you get up there, like win it." And all I said was, "If it's meant to be, it'll be," you know. And sure enough, I'm on deck, two outs. They they put a new pitcher in. They pinch hit the guy in front of me. Boom! He hits a double first pitch. Now we got, we're down 15 to 13 and you got a man on third and second. And I'm up to bat with two outs. I'm the winning run. (laughs) And this, they brought in like a a reliever. That's like not really a pitcher. He's a, he's an infield guy, but they, they were out of pitchers at that point. It was a long day and first pitch in the dirt or no, I take that back first pitch. I took an absolute hack. <laughs> it was at a fastball. It was at an outside fastball that I had swung over it. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to sit on that pitch. Like I, I'm not going to, if i walk, I'll walk. And Pat is up next. Like, it's okay. Like back to that thing. Like, I'm not trying to force it here. I'm just going to play my role. I was like, I'm going to sit on that fastball. If I see that fastball again, I'm going to do damage throws a curveball in the dirt, runner scores 15-14, man on third. It gets to like a 3-1 count or something like that. And then there it is. Boom, he throws it right on the spot that I'm sitting on. I just sent it over the center field wall and I just blacked out. It was the absolute craziest. I mean, comeback, 15-6. We won it 16-15 in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. We already won the game earlier in the the walk-off. And it was like, at, at Hilbert Hilbert's played like you know maybe like one doubleheader home game in the past like four years yeah and we played a conference home game at our field doubleheader walked off both of them and just like the emotion like that you see on other people's faces when you do something like that like parents and players and coaches and like it's a different level of like just pure like gratification like it's it's almost like the, like god gives you that moment to be like all the work you put in paid off you know and Absolutely. the season wasn't over but it was like it was such a pure moment where everyone was just not even thinking about anything else no homework no job no nothing it was just like we won this game on the absolute craziest comeback ever you know
0: yeah so so much so that they did they, somebody posted the win probability graph for that game yeah i remember and and it was like, you know, I mean, it was like way down here. And then all of a sudden it just straight up. And it was insane. Yeah. like, I was like,
1: Whoa. Oh man, it was, it was yeah. I, insane re- insane. I remember
0: it was... seeing the, uh, the postings about that. That was definitely a wild one. It's actually cool to hear the whole story now. Cause I didn't obviously, you know, saw the post, but you know, yeah. busy coaching, doing our thing. So, uh, that, that's fantastic, man. That's awesome.
1: Unreal. Uh,
0: all right. Shout out time.
1: All right. Um, I shout out, you know, obviously, Hilbert's coaches, Coach Fitchery, Coach Benny, Coach Tui, Coach Tony, Coach, Coach Fitcher gave me the opportunity to come to Hilbert, Coach Tui, you know, that guy's the mastermind behind it, if if, if I'm allowed to say that, Coach Benny gave me so much knowledge on hitting the mental game, Coach Tony, that's like, that's like, you know, truly like a family, you know, like, that's like, it's in between a, a dad role and a, a brother, you know what I'm saying? Like right. he he's just a family guy. He, he's a real one. And you know, shout out, you know, Coach Sen, Coach Kling, like those guys when I came to Western New York, they they were obviously the schools I played for big roles. But honestly, shout out Coach Helmbreck from the Western New York prospects. He's a real one. He 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 was always on my side. He always gave me the truth even though if it hurt, sometimes he, he, he let that fire under me, no matter what, even if it was a good fire or a bad fire, you know what I'm saying? He kept Absolutely. me going and he was always checking in on me, seeing what's up. So the Western New York prospect shout out to coach Humbreck, you know, obviously my, my family, you know, um, my parents let me play this game. They introduced me to the game and then I played this game my whole life and I got to meet so many amazing people from it. Um, You know, shout out Pat Whalen. Um <laughs> Pat Whalen, man. There's no Thomas Evans without Pat Whalen. You know, not to mention, you know, some of the brothers that I've met along the way. Cole Oskowski, absolute dog, plays Eleanor Ryan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vinny studs, you know, <laughs> Mercy Hurst, Edge, Lancaster Edge, Matt Brown, he was a Clarence guy. You know, those are my brothers. I met those guys at N trip. Those are my absolute brothers. So, you know, shout out those guys. Baseball man, if you're listening to this baseball is an amazing game and it'll take you many amazing places you just let it
0: that's awesome man i appreciate it thank you for joining me on the show thank you for reaching out thank uh, you it's been a blast this was an awesome conversation hopefully this is was awesome. awesome and uh you know thanks for thanks for carving out an hour on uh what was this a tuesday night yeah tuesday
1: so, yes, sir this is awesome thank you
0: yeah my pleasure Uh, so that'll do it guys. Thanks for tuning in to tip of the cap podcast, part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, BICBP radio.com. Find me on Instagram tip of the cap athletics, seven, one, six. I think I should probably know all this stuff off the top of my head, but I don't, uh, tip of the cap at tip of the cap pod on Twitter and tip of the cap athletics on Facebook, like follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will catch you guys next time on tip of the cap podcast.